Welcome to Grace Life Church Podcast. If you would like any more information about us, please visit our website, gracelife.com.au. Who, who loves to be feeling free? Who loves to feel free? You know, we don't want to have this going through life where we're just struggling all the time and we're just making it. And this morning, I just really want to encourage you with the Word of God, and I want to talk about the qualities of an overcomer. Amen. Come on. Are we overcomers? Yeah. Okay. A few of you guys. Are we overcomers? All right. So I'm a mom of three young men, and I, um, I've been a sports mom since three or four years old. My gosh, I've done the winters and the rain, you know, I've sat outside. And, um, you know, we've, my boys have been playing basketball, two play basketball, one play, went into semi-pro soccer, and the other did play um, on high-level basketball teams. And it was exciting to watch him. You know, who has kids playing sports right now? Yeah, there's a few of us. And it's fun watching them, right? You get to see them, you know, play, see their skills come out, watching the game. I'm like, yes, look at my boys go. You know, they're making friends and, you know, you see their talents come out and you see them all, how they grow and they're like, oh, wow, this is awesome. You love seeing them win games. But you know what's not so fun is watching them lose a game. It ain't fun. Who's been there? When your child's lost a game and they act all defeated, not for one minute, not for one hour, but a whole day, whole day and a half, two days, three days, four days. And I'm like, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, how am I going to? I've had the boys like, you know, one will run to the toilet in the middle of the game, one will lose, one will chuck tantrums, and one will say, don't talk to me, I need space, I need to get a new space, don't talk to me, don't talk to me about the game. I'm like, okay, okay. And, um, and you know, I've seen it all, I've seen it all as a boy mum, like, from the games, and I'm like, okay. And I'm like, the thrill of victory and the pain of defeat. And it's hard watching your kids experience such pain of defeat because you know how badly they wanted to win that game. I have, one of my sons have been in seven grand finals and lost every grand final by one or two points. It was so painful watching him. And I was like, do you need a cheeseburger? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what else am I supposed to do here? <laughs> Fiji McDonald's. <laughs> but you know what? And you know what? It's hard work having a defeated child because you spend all week trying to encourage it. Oh, it'll be another game. It'll be another year. And they're like, yeah, okay. And in sports, there are always going to be winners and there's always going to be losers, right? Let's not talk about the Eagles right now. <laughs> but, and those who seize victory and those who taste defeat. But today I want to shift our focus on the overcomer. Because I think we miss that a lot. We, we always focus on winning, 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 and then we get, we focus on the losing. 
But today, let's center our thoughts on the overcomer. And you've got to understand what it is to be an overcomer in Christ. Amen? Amen. Do you believe that you're an overcomer? Amen. So let's look at 1 John chapter 5. And we're going to open up our... Yep, 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 to 5. Let's open your word with me. First one says, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God and everyone who loves him, who begot, also loves him, loves him, who is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is, who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Love that passage. It is truth. And I just want to give you a bit of a background. John actually introduces the subject of a victorious life. While the Bible... You can read the Bible and we can read many terms of how we are referred to. We're described as believers, we're described as friends, we're described as brothers, we're described as sheep, we're described as saints, we're described as soldiers, we're described as witnesses, extra. But John actually highlights one particular term in this chapter and that is an overcomer. And that's actually used about 24 times that in, the, in the New Testament. And John actually uses it about 21 times. So you can see it's a very important word, the overcomer. Several different forms of this term appear in these verses to highlight the victorious nature of a believer. And that's what I sensed this week when I was praying, is that looking at world events and even looking at just the state of the church right now, and when I say church, I'm talking about us, that a lot of us don't really understand who we are in Christ and what we're meant to be. We walk around like we lost our basketball game constantly. <laughs> we walk around defeated. And so John, when he was writing this, his hope was that he would encourage us to have a zeal within our spirit so that we may follow close, we may follow the Lord closely and stand firm. So that's why he was writing it. So I actually want to explain what an overcomer is. So I was doing some research, and according to Strong's Concordance, the Greek term for overcomer here is, and I'm going to ask Trevor just to put a slide up of the Nike hat. Great. So put some arrows so you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so the Greek term for overcomer here is nick al, which means to subdue, to conquer, to prevail, to get the victory. And the root form of nick al is used about 28 times. There is a theme here. And the verb form of the noun, nike, 
Yeah. Nike, meaning victory or carry off the victory, comes from Nikal all through the... It comes from Nikal, Nike. But the world has actually branded it coming from a Greek goddess. You know, you've seen that Michael Jordan picture where he's um, extending his arms like wings. So they branded around... Um, you know, the Greek goddess. But when I was digging deeper, I was like, wow, have you noticed that? A lot of people rip off the Bible lately. <laughs> you see it all through Marvel. You see it through movies because it, actually, it's actually from here. It means to carry off the victory. So let's look closely at verse 4 and 5 from First John. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? John, he actually begins with this principle. It is so simple, yet so powerful. Who has been born of God overcomes the world. We will overcome the world. Are you hearing what the Spirit is saying this morning? John clearly defines who the overcomers are. Who are the overcomers? They are everyone who's been born again by putting their faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we actually try to kind of lower down that word born again. Being born again is not about being religious. It's not about coming to church and just using the term, well, I'm born again. It's, it's, these days, it's just not about just saying, I believe in Jesus. There's got to be a conviction. There's got to be a stance. There's got to be a separation of who you are. Because everyone can say, I'm a Christian, or I'm a believer, or I'm a born again. But... Choosing to believe only when things are good or, com or comfortable doesn't cut it anymore. Believe means to commit and trust to place faith in. And this faith doesn't just come like, yes, we do altar calls. We ask you to come up and pray and stand in faith. But that's just not the faith that we want to produce. We just don't want you to have a drive through kind of you know, faith kind of experience. We want you to have a faith that is consistent, enduring faith, faith that is ongoing, faith that is confident, and faith that you can have trust in God. Amen? Amen? An overcomer is someone who prevails. If we are going to rise up, and I'm, we are experiencing hardship, you might have been experiencing so much pain I don't know what you're going through, and I'm sure many of us are facing a lot of, uh, of trials at the moment, and it feels like it's endless. You feel like you're never going to get out of it. You just feel like, I don't even know if I'm going to finish this race. I don't, even I don't even know if I can do this anymore. I just want to give up. And you just feel like it's so much challenges being a Christian. Am I relating to anyone this morning? So we're living in times when the fight is real. The fight for your children is real. The fight for your marriage is real. 
The fight for our community is real. The fight for our belief is real. The fight for our faith is real. The fight to preach Scripture in our school is real. But we need to stand firm. That's what John was trying to convey when he was writing this. We need to stand firm and not allow the pressures of life to get to us. So when we face time of chaos and heartbreak, what is our reaction to those hard times? Because we can say all the Christianese stuff, I'm fine. Don't you love that one? When someone says, I'm fine, I'm good. Gee, God is good. I'm not knocking that, but sometimes when I want to mask something, I'll be like, God is good. No, I'm not good. <laughs> no, but that's how it is. And I'm like, you know, I've been challenged. You know, be real, you know, get some prayer people around you. You know, even if you have a spell, get a prayer partner or people that you can trust to be real with. But you know what? Our reaction to the hard times determines everything. Do we have peace or sorrow ruling your life at the moment? Is it coming out when someone talks to you? Can they tell if you have peace or do you have sorrow? John 16 verse 33 says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, grace life, because I have overcome the world. Amen. Can I get an amen? Come on. That's a promise right there that I've overcome the world. Psalm 8, 6 says, you have made me to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. So did you know, Christian, that God wants you to be an overcomer in every situation? Not when you choose, not when it feels like, but in every situation. He wants you to rule and reign. He wants you to rule and reign. He wants you to live because he, it, we're not supposed to walk around with a defeated attitude. That's not what he died on the cross for so that we can walk around defeated. He's already won the victory, amen, through the cross. So God has actually put all things under our feet, your feet, and made you an overcomer in this world. Come on, I'm sure the eagles get a better response than this. We are overcomers. We are overcomers. I'm telling you, if you walked in feeling, oh, well, it's me, you can read this word and go, I am an overcomer. Devil, you better watch out today. So if Jesus says he has overcome the world and everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, so why do we act like sore losers all the time? I tell you, I had none of this nonsense when my boys were acting so I gave them a, I gave them a day of grace. Like, come here, son. Come here. McDonald's. And after, I'm like, enough now. Enough. Be happy for the other team. Trust God. It's, I said, I made the mistake saying, it's just a game. It's not just a game. It's not just a game, mom. And I'm like, okay. But what I'm trying to do is trying to move you from a defeated attitude into a victorious attitude because I'm not going to allow you to lay down. I know, David, you're laughing. I've seen you too. <laughs> Love you, David. But what I'm saying to you is 
I know if I acted like a sore loser on my basketball game, and tell me, David, you've seen me sometimes. It's been tough. If I was acting like a sore loser and I used to play, I'll be told to go sit on the bench. You can take your attitude and you can go sit down. But you know what? A lot of Christians these days are choosing to take themselves off the, off the court and put themselves on the bench because of challenges of life. I'm tired. Oh, someone offended me. <laughs> and you go sit on the bench and you don't move. You sub yourself out of the game. We can be our own worst enemies. But as Christians, I want to just talk to you about three things that we face, the three great enemies that we face. We face the world, we face the flesh, and we face the enemy. And if you can learn to take this head on and tackle them, you will overcome. With the Word of God and by His Spirit, you can overcome all three areas. So I just want to show, I want, um, so how do we actually overcome? So I actually want to share, and it's something in my life that I had to apply because I'm telling you when I, I went through some hard trials and some tough times, and yeah, I continue to do so. But what I have learned is to train my mind to have a different perspective, a different narrative of how I will face things rather than allowing the circumstances and the situations to overwhelm me or take me out of the game. I had to position myself to hear God's voice, to allow his strength and not allow the voice of others to control where I was going. I had to understand who I was and where I was going and not the world's, not the, what the world thought of me. And I had to apply new strategies for myself how to overcome these three areas. The first thing is overcomers believe what God has done. Do you believe what God has done in your life? Do you believe? Because if you don't, you need to go talk to God about it. <laughs> because John did not see, this is what I love about John. He did not see a meek and mild Jesus. He didn't see a baby in a manger. He didn't see someone defeated when he was going through the toughest times when he had to carry that cross and go to the hill. He didn't see a defeated Jesus. John saw Jesus, the Savior of the world, who was mighty, who was powerful, who was strong, more than a conqueror, an overcomer who defeated death. Amen? How do you see Jesus? Do you believe that you can overcome as well? And I've got a few scriptures for the sake of time. You can actually write that down. Second thing is overcomers know who they are in Christ. Proverbs 3, 5, 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. How many of us actually understand who we are in God? Because there's a confidence. Sherry's like, yeah, I know who I am. I love that. Because I'm telling you, the enemy does not mess with you when you know who you are in Christ. Seek him. Trust him. Number three, overcomers act on God's truth and pray without ceasing. Come on. I love Romans 8.28. 
But I just want to also tell you that God turns all things for good, but he's good, not our good. I had to learn that. I'm going to tell you, explain that a bit. Pray without ceasing. It means that sometimes if you don't get your prayers answered, a lot of us stop praying. We give up, we get discouraged, we, we're disappointed with God, we just feel like, well, I gave you, I gave you, uh, gave you an hour to show up, God, but you didn't. So I'm not going to pray anymore in that area. And when we actually praying Romans 8.28, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, I had to learn that when I was praying for a situation, I was so desperate to have it my way, thinking it would be good for me. But it wasn't in God's will and it wasn't God's plan. So I had to understand that it was God's good, not my good. And I had to be content with that. How many of us understand that? That sometimes when we pray, we, we have kind of an agenda. Well, God, if I pray, I'll, I'll come to church more and I'll, you know, do this more. And we kind of negotiate with God. God doesn't negotiate. <laughs> Just pray. Just believe. Just seek him. Trust him. Keep praying. Even if you're praying for the last 10, 15 years, keep praying because God is a God of promise. Amen? Number four, overcomers know how to use their spiritual authority against the enemy. I don't think many Christians know and or understand the power that is actually available to us and through, and through us because of Jesus. Do you actually understand your spiritual authority? Now, your spiritual authority is not being bossy and coming into a room and going, I am Jesus' child and I have the authority to do this to you. No, 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 that's, that's, that's abuse. No, <laughs> spiritual authority is actually understanding that nothing of me is only because of Jesus that I can do this. I can't, you know, as I said up on this, I can't cast out, you know, demons and I trample on serpents by myself. They will hurt me. I'll probably be dead. But because of Jesus, I can cast out serpents and scorpions. And I can defeat the power of the enemy because of, Jesus, of the name of Jesus. But I think that the number one reasons why a lot of Christians are falling or just giving up is because they don't understand authority. They don't understand how to overcome in life. The authority of the believers comes from God and from God's word. And as we are God's ambassadors, we can speak with his authority when we share the word. Don't allow the enemy to intimidate you. You keep speaking that word. Know who you are in Christ. Because I'm telling you, when you step into a room, have you noticed that sometimes people get awkward around you or things change or you feel like, why is everyone silent around me? Don't take that personal. It's because of the Jesus in you. And the devil and the enemy knows when you step into that room, into that atmosphere, they're like, uh-oh. Jesus is here. We better run. They can't hide any longer. So embrace the authority that comes from God. Number five, overcomers stand in faith. Do we have some faith-filled people in this house this morning? Come on, this church is grace life. I mean, like grace life is full of faith. I mean, I'm so encouraged when I come here. We just stand in faith. We believe in the supernatural. 
faith is a spiritual gift given to us, and that's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and that in verse 9, and it's supernatural. But can I just say that a lot of us are taking the super out of the natural, and uh, we're trying to do things a lot in our own, own way. We need to actually keep the super in the supernatural. Well, we better not say that because, you know, no. Just be who God has called you to be. Be that faith-filled person. If someone tells you, oh, stop being so positive. Stop, you're speaking so much faith. Ignore them. You keep being you. Keep being a woman and a man of faith. Regardless of your circumstances, you will believe. You will believe that God is going to come through in your life. Hebrews 11.3, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of these things which are visible. Without faith we can't overcome this world. Without faith we can't. You can have your coffee. <laughs> you can have whatever you like. It's not going to work. Without faith you're not going to get there. Overcomers know they can't do things in their own strength. How many of us know when we're doing things in our own strength, you can actually feel it? You feel out of whack, you feel out of order. And the quickest way to lose a battle in your life is to believe you don't need any help. I don't need your help. I'm all good. I'm fine, thank you. I've got this. Would you, would you like me to help you? You see someone carrying something so heavy and you're like, can I help you? No, I got it. I got it. I got it. And then struggling to get up the stairs and you're like, literally, I'm, you're going to actually hurt yourself. And I think a lot of us uh, actually act like that where we're like holding this heavy burden and we're carrying a load and people, it's obvious to everyone else that you're carrying something so heavy and we just want to help in the area of prayer. Please, just swallow your pride and say, yeah, I need help. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. I heard a preacher recently said, to be an overcomer, to, to be an overcomer, not an overthinker. How many of us have overthinkers in this house? <laughs> Sometimes we overthink things before we overcome things. We go, well, God... I've got a roadmap here. I've got to go to ABC, and I'm and you're overthinking. I, and don't get me wrong, I'm by natural a detail person, but sometimes there's stuff that I just go here, Holy Spirit. I I can't deal with this. You're you're better working this out than me. We've got to stop questioning the Holy Spirit. We've got to stop questioning why, how, what. Just trust God with your situation, the plan that He has for you. I always know that God's outcome is better than mine. Overcomers understand nobody wins alone. Who knows that playing sports? I mean, you might have a sport that you do individual, but a team sport, you cannot win alone. They surround themselves firstly with God and others of faith. How many of you actually surround yourself with a cluster of people that you can actually trust and rely on and pray with? You have your God time, but you need others to do faith with and commit to praying together. Overcomers remain faithful no matter the cost. 
Who chooses Christ over what the world offers? Overcomers remain faithful no matter the cost. We've just got to understand that. I love 1 John 4.4. Because greater is he who is in you than he than he who is in the world. Amen? And we quote that, but do you believe that? We quote that a lot as Christians. But do we actually resonate with it? Do we actually believe it and walk it out? Overcomers use their testimonies to bless others. Amen? So when you overcome something, it's good to share your story. Now, that's between you and the Holy Spirit of how much you want to share, but it's always good to actually bless others of how you actually came through such a, a horrific situation or situation that, you know, needs to be shared. Revelations 12, 11 says, And they have defeated him by the blood of the Lamb and by their testimony. And they did not love their life so much that they were afraid to die. About 11, 12 years ago, I was asked to share one of my deepest pains. I wasn't, I just got back to church I uh, had a year off and I had so much inside of me and I was like, I never want to share. I don't, yeah, I'm just going to. And my pastor was like, I would love you to preach. And I'm like, no, I'm not ready to preach yet. No, I'd like you to preach. And not only he asked me, he asked me to, he gave me a subject that was so hard for me to share at that time. I was like, are you serious? I don't think the Holy Spirit spoke to you about that. That's painful. You're asking me to share something so painful that I'm still going through and you want me to preach? That's my first sermon after a year. And I was just like horrified. I was like, what is he thinking? God, I'm going to talk to you about this man. So I was like, but you know what? When I got up, I felt scared and I was still carrying this level of shame on my life, this embarrassment but when I understood Revelations 12, and I actually got Romans 10 up there as well, I understood that it wasn't about me. It was actually about giving glory to God and also helping others understand who God is, that he is not just a God of pain, he's a God of victory as well. And even though in my brokenness, and I still didn't understand what God was doing in my life. I was so raw and I was so scared. I just didn't even feel like I should be preaching. It. I didn't even want to, I didn't even think. But I got up and guess what? I felt this freedom. I felt like the Holy Spirit just worked through me and I just could feel like myself just being operated up there and I could just feel the shame lifting off me and it's like I shared this story and honestly it was the Holy Spirit that helped me get through it. So what I'm saying to you is that ask the Holy Spirit to help you with your wounds. Don't allow the enemy to convince you that your story is too shameful to share. That is not true. Give God the glory in everything you do. Ask him because it does help you with your wounds. It does help you with your healing. But honestly, it does help someone hearing that story because it gives them hope. It gives them faith and it gives them courage and it gives them like, I'm not going to let go of God. I'm going to hold on. So please 
Christians, keep sharing your story. Keep telling people about his goodness. Be open for what God has done in your life. You know what the enemy loves us to do? He loves us to hide. But the minute we open our mouths, he's like, "Uh uh-oh, she's going to brag about Jesus again. (laughs) I've lost another person. Share your story. This is overcoming. It's just a powerful thing. It's something that I had to learn to do in my life. I didn't want to overcome. There are many times where I just wanted to sit down and just get on with life. And I'm like, I can't do this. It's too hard. And I was just, you know, listening to a a sports person who does hurdles. And uh, she she was taught that she had to learn to block out the distraction of running in order to take hurdles. They only do that one, two, three jump. And they had to do it with power and endurance. And I was interesting because I was thinking, huh, distraction of running. But that's all you want to do when you want to run away from God. So you had to learn to take out the distraction of running and learn to do the one, two, three steps with God. Instead of running away, I could have run away. I wanted to run away. But I had to learn to do those steps in order to get over the next hurdle to, to keep going and keep going. And I'm keeping. And no matter what the enemy's thrown at my way, sometimes I'm out of breath. Sometimes I just want to sit on the racetrack and go, okay, God. But there's this power that comes from the Holy Spirit. There's this endurance that comes through faith for me to get up again and to take those steps to overcome that period in my life. Amen. So matter how many times you fall or how horrible your circumstances, just don't quit. Don't quit. We need you in this fight. We need to do this together. We can't have casualties. We need to stick together. And if you're actually seeing your brother and sister bleeding, you need to come as beside them and start to pray for them not to judge them not to get annoyed at them not to go oh you know you again with your same problems oh I've been hearing this for you know no need to stand in faith together to believe that we will see great things in this world you know I annoy the enemy so much because I keep getting up he's like oh Karen can you just stop it How many times have I come to you and you just keep getting up? Because you know what? I read my word. I understood the promises. I'm like, hmm, nah, you're not going to trick me any longer. The world might perceive another way, but you know what? I know who I am in Christ anymore. So keep getting up. Keep annoying the enemy. Keep getting up. Never give up attitude as a powerful weapon for victory. How many of us need attitude adjustments this morning? And the last quality of an overcomer is overcomers endure testing and remain steadfast in trials. So I just want to show you a scene from the movie Overcomers. Who's seen this movie? Put up your hand if you've seen the movie Overcomers. If you haven't, I'm trying not to spoil anything for you. So it's about a coach who was coaching a basketball team. And then he was asked to coach a cross-country team. And he was like, really? Why? I don't like it. And he actually had just one girl show up to join the track team. 
And she was actually experiencing major loss at this time. She had identity issues, rejection is, you know, rejection, loss. She was stealing. And she also had asthma. Imagine having one person show up and they had asthma. So Hannah was a young lady in search for truth of her past and her future. She discovers God, her natural father, who was blind and unwell. And he was also a former track runner and finds out what she's capable of. So I just want to show you this scene. And this scene is her running in the final race, listening to her natural father's instructions about how to win the race. And Hannah had to learn to overcome some obstacles to find freedom. Thanks, Trev. Hannah, this is your dad. I'm going to coach you through this race and be with you every step of the way. We're going to do this together. Just stay with me. Don't burn yourself out too early. Settle into an even pace, about 70% of your max speed. But we're gonna need to save some energy for the end. You don't win races with just your legs. Victory or defeat happens in your head first. This is a mental competition. So I want you to start thinking like a winner. I'm your biggest fan. You're gonna do great today. Now find a girl in front of you and speed up for a few seconds to pass her. Then find your pace again. We're going to take them out one at a time. When your body tells you that you can't do it, don't listen to it. It'll tell you that you should quit. But you tell your body that your mind is in charge today. And no matter what, I love you. Right now, you're coming to your first hill. A lot of girls are going to slow down, but not you. You're going to attack this hill. I want you to pump your arms hard. Your legs are going to speed up too. Pick out the next girl in front of you and pass her. You can do this, Hannah. When you get to the other side, let gravity do the work. Take advantage of that free speed. Then find your pace again. Even if your legs start to hurt, don't slow down that can make them hurt even more. Keep your pace and push through. The first mile is done. You're doing it, Hannah. Don't look back to see who's behind you. Don't worry about them. Focus on what's ahead. It's just like in life. You can't let the past slow you down. Press on to what's ahead. When we give our life over to God, he helps us, he forgives us. He can turn the bad to good and carry us forward. You're near the finish line, and we're going to finish strong. You're about to come out of the woods. If Coach Harrison is right, the lead runner is about 30 yards in front of you. It's almost time to kick it in. This is where you pull all your reserves. This is where you leave it all on the course. Now, my daughter, it's time. Hannah, track her down. There's Gina. Do this. Give it everything. Cast your hand. Extend your stride. Pump your arms. Come on! Keep your eyes on the finish line and fight for it. I'm right here with you. You can do this. Do it, Hannah. Oh, yeah. Go! Fight! Oh, Hannah! Go, Hannah! Go, Hannah! Go, Hannah! Go, Hannah! 
you can find out later <laughs> so, <laughs> if she wins or loses. <laughs> anyway, I didn't want to do any spoiler alerts. Gary's like, Karen. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm just going to end here. I'm just going to ask Pastor Josh soon to come up. But isn't that amazing? This is what we do. We have life, a course that we have to run. And we might have things that might not match up. We might have things that restrict us or keep us. She had asthma. Can you imagine running a race with that condition? It would have taken a lot of her, but her trust in God and listening to her father's voice, that's, that's what we have to do. We have to tune out the world's distractions, focus on God's voice, rely on his instructions, rely on his strength to get through the thing called life. We've got to get up. Christian, get up. Believer, get up. It's time to stop making excuses. It's time to come out of that cave. God says, Elijah, where are you? Where are you? Where are the Elijahs in this world? We've got to start to move forward from that, t- that thing that has caused you to stand still, that, co- that thing that's caused you to be paralyzed, that thing that's caused you to lose faith. It's time that you, not, you need to start to trust God what's being placed inside of you and to move in victory. God says you're an overcomer. Tell the person next to you, you are an overcomer. You need to believe it. You need to experience it. So knowing you're an overcomer is the first step. The victory is yours in every situation. Amen? I'm proof that victory in every situation because of the power of God. Stay close. Stay connected to God. Trust Him. Trust him with his plans, his desires, his wisdom. Allow that wisdom to impart into your heart. And the thing is, you're going to keep running and keep running until you're out of breath, until you cross that line. Be of good cheer, Christian. Be of good cheer. When someone meets you, they're not going to see a defeated Christian. They're going to see a victorious Christian full of life, full of joy, full of light. Come on, church. It's time that we take back what the enemy has stolen and say, enemy, you better back off because I am an overcomer. And what you're already trying to overcome, he's already overcome. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thanks, Josh. Father, we just pray, Lord, Father, for your people today. We thank you for the victory that is yours in every situation. But today I pray for an impartation of the spirit of the overcomer over your people, Lord Father. I pray for more faith to rise up in them, Lord Father. I thank you for more boldness and and confidence, Lord. And I thank you, Lord Father, that they will be more courageous, Lord Father. I pray, Lord, as they step into that realm, Lord Father, I just pray now against the spirit of offence, the spirit of, of disappointment, whatever has stopped them from moving forward, Lord Father, I pray right now. Come on, just put your hands on your stomach and just say, let the spirit of the overcomer rise up in me. Let the spirit of the overcomer, I pray, Lord Father, you renew minds in this place. I pray, Lord Father, that you, Lord Father, will start to break chains, Lord Father, in this place. I pray, Lord Father, for every disappointment, every slander, every word that has been spoken over them will be broken in the name of 
Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Father, that your desire, your plan, your wisdom will start to rise up, Lord Father. I pray, Lord Father, that you will give them a spirit of endurance in this place over them, Lord Father, that they can run their race, Lord Father, and that their eyes will be firmly fixed on you, that they will listen to your voice, not to others, Lord. And I just pray, Lord Father, that peace will be upon your people, Lord Father. Peace, Lord Father. And I pray, Lord Father, that you will just rest their minds right now. And I thank you, Lord Father, no matter what the world throws at them, no matter what their flesh says, no matter what the enemy says, that they will start to grab onto their words and to understand you, Lord, have the victory of it. And you, Lord, will get them through and see them to the other side, Lord. We pray, Lord Father, that you will just give them, Lord Father, that strength in everything that they do, in every victory, that you will strengthen them for the trials and tribulations, for those who are seeking healing in their bodies, that they will be healed, for those who are seeking their marriages to be reconciled. Lord, we pray, Lord Father, strengthen them, Lord Father, and we just thank you today, and we receive your blessing, and we receive your spirit of an overcomer. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast from Grace Life Church. For more information about us or any of our services, please visit our website at gracelife.com.au.